0: Them together. I praise and worship you. I lift my heart with my hands in the name of Jesus heavenward. Oh Lord God, we ask you, we call unto thee, we praise thee and worship thee. For thou art God and thou alone. And there is no other. My Father, there is no other. I give you praise and glory and honor. The sweet and the wonderful and the glorious name of Jesus. And I thank you, dear God. I thank you, dear God. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Blessed be the name of our God, holy, great, and mighty King. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody said praise the Lord. I would like to uh, turn your attention tonight in God's Word. Zechariah 10 and 1, the Old Testament, if you can uh Back up a little bit from the beginning of Matthew chapter one, and just back up to Zechariah ten and one. And everybody said, Praise the, Lord. "Praise the Lord!" I'm glad to be in God's house. It's been a beautiful day today. It's always good to assemble ourselves together in the house of the Lord. No better way to spend our time than to come together, two or three, gathered together in His name. And I'm glad we know his name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus Christ. the Name above every name. Zechariah 10 and 1 begins by saying, Ask ye of the Lord. Ask ye of the Lord. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. I'd like to minister for a little while tonight on Asked and Answered. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. You know, the Bible has very much instruction for us. You can learn, as Jesus said, of him. And we want to learn the ways of the Lord. We want to receive his instruction. We do not want to, as some did, close their eyes and stop up their ears and shut down their mind and just trod over the things of God. Rather, we're asking God to make our minds sharp and our ears very uh, acute to the listening and picking up the voice and the words of God. And we, we want all of our spiritual senses to be operating. We want to exercise those spiritual senses. And that way, We can grow, and we can then have strong meat. A mother gets very happy when a child can begin to eat regular food. And how much more so does the church rejoice when her children are getting grown and maturing in God? They're no longer just on the milk. The milk belongeth to the unskillful, the Bible said, and you're to desire it in the beginning. But there comes a time when you should be weaned off of the milk and you should grow in grace and knowledge to the point that you uh, begin to show signs of spiritual maturity. And in showing signs of spiritual maturity then your your ear is not going to be dull and your eyesight is not going to be poor and your, your spiritual senses are going to be exercised. And because uh, by reason of use and exercising them. It's why you want to come to the house of God. It's another reason why. That's why you also another reason why you want to pray. Another reason why you want to witness and share with people what the Lord has done for you and what you have seen the Lord do. As you uh, employ all of the spiritual senses, Uh, You will begin, through the exercising, through the use of your spiritual senses, you will then begin to show and develop a maturity in you. And this doesn't make you some big somebody. What it does, it means that you're going to be able to bear up under the responsibility that the church would put upon you in the work of the Lord, that you can become dependable, you can be counted on, You can become somebody that uh, we can lean on and trust in and look to to say it right and to do it right and to think it right and to be a proper light to a lost and a dying world that you can, um, you know, when children uh, are young and on milk, shall we say, and uh, you're not going to ask them to do some things like drive the car or Uh, mow the lawn or certain things of that nature because it requires machinery and it requires uh, somebody that has a sense of responsibility. You're not going to put them at the controls of a a big uh, John Deere tractor or an airplane of any kind because they're not yet grown and mature and have a good sense of responsibility. And they don't yet know how to use what is being trusted to them for what it's being trusted to them for, they would do the wrong thing, the childish thing, the juvenile thing, the irresponsible thing, because they're untrained and they're uh, not yet past the milk stage. So when we begin to desire the the things of God to the point that we're in use here and we're developing here and we're we're learning what church is about, and what coming together in His name is about, and what is to be accomplished, and what the Bible teaches that it's for, and what we're going to be able to be used of God as we witness to people, and we go about our daily business and our daily job. Uh, A man uh, made a statement recently, a businessman in town, uh, about somebody who used to come to the church, but they haven't been coming for many years now, and uh, maybe an occasional visit uh, very very little, uh, but by and large doesn't come to church anymore. And he remarked on how that individual used to look, and how the, the uh, maturity and spirituality that they used to reflect, the light that used to shine, and many other good attributes that come along with somebody that has come up in the church and grown up in God. and uh, But now he sees a big difference. He sees a, a, a departing and going the wrong direction. And, and there's a noticeable difference for the negative. It's not a positive difference, now it's a negative difference. And made the statement, remember when this individual used to come to your church. Remember how that individual used to look and used to act and used to be. But now it's all different. We have a responsibility as we grow in grace and knowledge. People are looking. People out there are hungry. People out there are very confused. And you become a great beacon. You become a a place of uh, a reference point that they can look to and know that there is stability there and know that there's somebody that's got a good answer for them, somebody that's got a good light for them, somebody that's going to be there that they see that and it represents something solid in God and they have faith in that, they have confidence in that, they're going to look to that in their moment of difficulty and trouble. Well, certainly getting a long way off of where I thought I was going to be. But uh, 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 5, with a a sister account in 2 Chronicles 1 and 7, they tell you of Solomon. King Solomon, how he began to offer sacrifice unto the Lord. And after having done so, uh, the Bible teaches that the Lord spoke to him and said, Ask of me. Ask of me. You know, God through His Word, is teaching us to ask of Him. He wants us to ask Him about, in other words, He wants us to look to Him for our guidance and for counsel and for answers and for help. He doesn't want us to look outside of Him. He doesn't want us to run to everything in this world seeking advice and seeking counsel and seeking help. He wants us to learn to, to lean on Him and to trust in Him, and to look to Him. One place in Psalm 2 and 8, He said, Ask of Me, and I will give thee. I tell you, if we will learn to ask Him. And according to the Scripture, there is some straight secrets. There is some inside uh, secret there on how to do this with God. But the main thing that you want to get is God is saying, Ask Me. I am approachable here. I am approachable. You don't have to be afraid to ask Me. God is encouraging you to ask Him. Ask of me. Don't ask of the guy down the street. Don't ask of somebody somewhere. Don't be calling some 800 hotline. Ask of me. Ask of me. Ask of me and I'll give thee. I'll give thee. You don't want to insult God. You don't want to ignore God. You You do not want to seek out Other sources or remedies, you don't want to do that. You want to ask of the Lord. And He said, I will answer thee. One place here, what we began reading from a quoting from uh, Zechariah 10 and 1, when He said, Ask of me, ask ye me, ask of me, look to me, plead your case to me, Uh, make your request known, one place said in the scripture. Unto, unto him, as you begin to do that, the Lord said, "I'm going to do something." He said, "And I'm going I'm to bring it out of nothing." He said, "I'll make some bright clouds, and I'll give them showers of rain, and they will water every one grass in the field." Now, you know, God does things that nobody else can do. God speaks the word, and it happens. People came to God in the flesh and as they came to him and they besought him about different things that's when blind eyes were open that's when the deaf begin to hear and the mute Their tongue, a string of their tongue was loosed and they began to speak. That's when the dead were raised. That's when the devils were casted out. That's when all manner of good things took place. When Jesus Christ was asked, people came to him and they asked him. A woman came with a problem for a long time. But when she asked him, it was taken care of. She simply asked by reaching out and touching desiring it in her heart. One uh, king was told in Isaiah in the recounting of it he said ask thee of a sign (laughs) and he he said I'll not ask it well he missed a golden opportunity. There's the preacher. Ask the Lord of a sign. Ask it in the height. Ask it in the depth. He said, I will not. Oh, he missed a golden opportunity. Let's not miss our opportunities. Let's not miss the most important opportunity that anybody could ever have. For the Bible said that if you would ask him for the Holy Ghost, that he would give it to you. That it's his good pleasure to give people the gift of the Holy Ghost. God is not stingy. God is not churlish. God is not holding back. God is not hesitant. God is not unsure. God knows his mind. And he's saying, ask me. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. And Ephesians 3 and 20 said that if you ask of him, that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. He's able to do about that. Amen. You know, I was always taught that you had a financial need, and that if you asked the Lord, that He would meet that need. And sometimes He'd give you a little extra. He's able. He has the ability to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask. Staying with subject matter. All that we ask. Let's make sure we're doing all our asking. For, again, the Bible states that you have not because you ask not. And God's just like, well, if you'd ask me, I'd give it to you. If you'd ask me, I'd open the window of heaven for you. If you would have asked me, I could have saved you an awful lot of frustration. And beating your head against the wall, and and what it what the, the, the woman with the problem, she went everywhere. Went everywhere. And the Bible said she didn't get better. As a matter of fact, she got worse. And I'm quite sure when she asked him through reaching and touching the hem of his garment. And the virtue flowed out of him. The power flowed out of him into her. And she knew within herself that she was healed. I just imagine among her first thoughts was, should have come here first. Should have asked him first. Boy, what a bunch of time and money I wasted. I should have just come to him in the first place. First place. was recounted to me firsthand by someone very near and dear that, uh, who has gone on to be with the Lord, and this individual said uh, that one time they asked a question of somebody, and the somebody took their head off, just ripped their head right off in their answer, just was very, very ugly about it, and, uh, and the answer was answered that way because the person really wasn't quite straight in their heart about what they were—the information they were giving—with regards to God's word and God's mind. And so the individual that recounted this to me said, "I, I just uh, kind of hung my head and walked away, and and uh, you know didn't say anything back, didn't want to make any fuss, and young and and everything, and said so I, I just went and I began to pray, and I began to ask God, and God showed me from the word." all balanced and proper, and said, I went and did what I should have done in the first place. I should have gone to the Lord. Now, I'm not cutting out leadership by any stretch of the imagination, and it wasn't that kind of situation, but I am telling you that we must not be afraid to ask Him. We must not be afraid to approach Him. We certainly want to approach Him in the right attitude. We certainly want to approach Him though also, part of a right attitude is approaching Him in faith, in full confidence. You don't come to God wondering if He can do it questioning his power and his authority feeling that maybe you know he's just not going to be up to this let me tell you God is truly all powerful and there is not anything that he cannot do except it be unrighteous he's not going to sin he's not going to lie he's not going to do the unrighteous thing but if you come to God and you make your request known out of a heart that is free of doubt and free of ulterior motive and it would serve the best overall interest then God's going to answer and his answer's going to be right. That's why the writer gave you a check and balance when he said you have not because you ask not. And he said when you finally do get around to asking he said you ask wrong, you ask amiss. You ask in a manner that's consuming it on your own strong desires, your own lusts. So there are some inside trade secrets in the subject matter. And, and yet Everything is positioned, and everything is worded, and everything is brought to us in an encouraging fashion, telling you to ask the Lord, trying to get you to develop a relationship with Him, for you to get to a place to where you realize I can go to my Heavenly Father about this. I, I, you, you've heard children say, "I'm gonna go get my mama," I'm gonna go get my daddy. You know, well, hey, let's remember the church is your mother and God is your father, and that you want to bring your request to Him. You want to ask of Him. First and foremost, again, remember He wants to give you the Holy Ghost. That's the first order a business to get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You do not bypass that. You do not fly by those mile markers. Matter of fact, the Bible tells you in Jeremiah 6 and 16 for something to ask, it gave you direction. It said, ask for the old path. Wherein is the good way? And walk you that means ask for the tried and the test is not talking about antiquated. It's talking about the tried, the true, and the tested. You ask for Acts 2.38. You ask for John 3.5. And you ask it of the one God whose name is Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, you might want to keep in mind that uh, you are taught in the Scriptures. Matthew 18 and 19 that when you ask you ask in his name Jesus instructing you ask it in my name hitherto that hasn't been the case but now now you ask in my name I have brought you the family name I brought you and I have come in my father's name I brought you the name of the spirit that is above every name above every title You can stand over somebody and say, let's get rid of this devil in the name of the Father, and the devil ain't going anywhere. You know? You're going to ask it as the book instructs you to ask. You're to ask, Jesus said in my name, because my name is the Father's name. I am coming my Father's name. That flesh was saying that. And that's what you're saying when you come to people and you pray for them in Jesus' name. You are coming in the family name. You're coming in the name of the Father. You're bringing that name that hithertofore was not revealed, but a messenger was sent, an angelic messenger was sent and said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, or he shall save, he shall save, he shall save, and we need his salvation. Need it. Turn your attention to John chapter 11. Here is something that I hope that we can all develop in our lives, in our relationship with the Lord. We have a situation here in chapter 11 of the book of John, Gospel according to John, that um, an individual has died. Name is Lazarus, and uh, the disciples are ready. They've booked the plane, they've revved up and geared up everything, and they're just ready to go. And Jesus said, "Nope." We're going to hang out here for two more days. But 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 no buts about it, fellas. We're going to hang here two more days. And we'll go when the timing is right. And I'm going to tell you that timing has a whole lot to do with the answering, not so much the asking. You just go ahead and ask. You don't, you don't get hindered by, is it the right time for me to ask? You don't make things complicated and get it all twisted up in your mind. The Bible said in Jeremiah 33 and 3, the Lord said, Call unto me, same as ask of me. And he said, And I will answer thee. He knows exactly when to answer us. As is demonstrated here, that Jesus tarries and holds things close for a few days. He's letting everything get to the right place. And it is important for you and I to work with God's timing and have faith and I have often had to tell people I told you that I would take care of it and I will and many times that's exactly how it is with God you've asked him and the answer is on the way And you just go about the business of the Lord and you'll see that answer come in right on time. And it will be the right answer and it will take care of the situation and everything will be just fine. And you will be a satisfied prayer. You've prayed your prayer. You've made your petition known. You've made your request known. And you've asked of him. And when he answers, you'll be satisfied. So, John chapter 11, it's time, and they begin to go, and of course, you know, Mary comes out, and I mean, Martha comes out, and she's all bent out of shape, and and she's all filled with all kinds of confusion in her heart about things, and she figured she had it all, and she actually just set in to tell the Lord how to run his business, and that doesn't work too well, doesn't work too well at all. And in his patience and kindness, he began to try to instruct her, and he said, um, Hello, I'm Jesus, and I am the resurrection. might want to think about who you're asking here. You're not asking a second or a third or a tenth or a hundredth down the line. I am He, Jesus said. You're asking the one who is the resurrection. Okay? So you just remember when you ask who it is that you're asking, who you've approached with confidence to, have full confidence and faith in Him who you're talking to in prayer and who you're asking. Don't let it seem but a light and little thing when you approach Him and when you ask Him. He does hear your prayer. He knows every sparrow that falls to the ground. And He said, how much more value are you? Okay? All right. So, you know, you can't get involved with that, that false modesty stuff either. And you cannot uh, begin to play, you know, the world's smallest violin. You know, woe is me, squeak, squeak, woe is me, squeak, squeak. You know, do you ever hear somebody try to play the violin and they don't play it too well? It's an ear-splitting sound. It's like fingers going across a blackboard. That's a miserable sound, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, you know. So it's important. It's very important to approach him in a manner that full faith here, full confidence You know who He is by His grace. And you believe that He is going to answer you. You're asking in faith, and you're asking in His name. It is not mechanical, but it is you developing that relationship with your heavenly Father and trusting that He's going to answer, and He will answer with the correct answer. And so, you know, she's just all bent out of shape because of her emotions. She's in a fit of panic. All the human emotions are just creating this uh, static between her and him. And he is trying to clear up the channel here. He's trying to set her at ease and help her to realize who you're talking to. And Everybody said, praise the Lord. Well, the Scripture goes on to teach us that um, many... That had come and they had come to comfort Mary and Martha about their brother. And then uh, the Bible said, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary, see, Mary wasn't filled with all that confusion. Mary wasn't creating all that static and that panic and that fear rising up. But the Bible said she sat still in the house. She just that still. And then said Martha unto Jesus, and of course, if you'd been here, my brother not died. And, but I like do like what she said here in verse 22, Martha. She did say this right. Honor to whom honor is due, credit where credit is due. She said, but I know. And I like to be careful of that because the only thing I know is what he's told me. <laughs> the only thing I know is what he's allowed me to know. Okay, and What his word teaches me and what his experience that he's given to me and the things that he has done. That's what helps me to know, okay? It's not anything of us. It's not our natural intelligence if we have any of that. It's not anything innate of us in the flesh, all right? But she said, but I know that even now, meaning he's dead and he's been dead for four days, this is, this is everybody would tell you this is an impossible situation. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, ask of the Spirit, God will give it thee. To have faith, to have faith as God is encouraging you to have good, strong faith in Him. When He said, ask of me, call unto me, ask of me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. I told somebody the other day, I said, I said what happened and what took place I said that was simply God showing his hidden treasures that he has in secret places my god can you talk about pulling things out of the air you talking about bringing things right front and center to you and you're like where did that come from? How did that happen? But in your heart you know why it happened. Because he did it. Because you asked him and he did it. Just because he didn't do it some traditional way doesn't mean that you should be wondering about it all. You should realize that God has his own unique way of doing things. He's a great God. He's a mighty God. He's a holy God. He's a righteous God and a my God is a prayer answer in God. The prayer answer in God. My God can make the everything stand still. You know, people want to argue because the sun went back 10 degrees. And They say, well, that's not the way it works. You know, according to science, you know, that's just a bunch of nonsense. You know, And that's usually just comes down to us trying to understand in our little finite minds and our little natural minds what a spiritual God has done and is doing. And don't you ever question God, and don't you ever try to contradict what His Word said. You read it, and you believe it. It said the iron swam. I don't know how it swam except that God said iron swam. And I believe it. Why did the Red Sea open and part? Because God said so. Why is the earth hanging where it is? Because God said so. Amen. And why am I baptized in Jesus name? Because he said so. Why did I get the Holy Ghost? Because he said so. Amen. Why am I on my way to heaven? Because he said so. And it's his word that we trust in. It's his word that we believe. And I want you want to. We all want to have that faith and believing God that even in tough situations, difficult situations, situations that challenge your faith. That even now, even when it seems so past the time, that I know that if I ask, he'll answer. He'll do it. He'll do it. Our God is able. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. But you got to make sure you ask. And make sure that you ask of God. Ask of him. And now you have his name. You don't just have a generic term God, but you have His name. You know the name of the Spirit, and that name that has been revealed is Jesus Christ. You have that name now, and everybody said Hallelujah. John, uh, you know, he is the disciple that laid his head on Jesus's chest at the dinner, and apparently, being young, then a lot of the, some of the other disciples, uh, the Lord took him under His wing, and the Lord developed a lot of Inner circle things with with John, and uh, John doesn't mean that he um, was impartial was partial here or anything like that. But there was something in John that he saw way down the road, and he saw it before the foundation of the world. It was characteristics and a heart of pureness in John, and he began to work with him. And uh, in John, that's that's why Peter, old burly fisherman, you know, he standing there big as an oak tree, and he said. Uh, he said, hey, um, how about you ask him? You're leaning over. A- ask him. Ask him. Come on, ask him. You know, uh, big old giant fisherman. I think he was a little bit afraid <laughs> to ask Jesus right about then. <laughs> so he he got John to do it. He said, come on. You know you got that kind of relationship. Well, you go ahead now. He's not going to rebuke you. Oh, brother. <laughs> I guess he was still smarting from get behind me Satan, huh? But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, And that's probably why later on Jesus said to the women, he said, go and tell my disciples that I go before them into Jerusalem. And he said, tell my disciples and Peter. You know. All right. So here we are, John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. And whatsoever you shall ask, Jesus said, in my name, that will I do, that the Spirit may be glorified in the Son or in the flesh. Verse 14 said, If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I will do it. If anything ever falls short, it's, it's because of us falling short. There's no problem with God. But we, and I am not trying to make this in any way, shape, or form mechanical. But I am quoting to you the Word of God from the Word of God. And you have something here that you can begin to develop. As you talk to God, and as you learn to ask Him, that your first thought is to ask of Him. Don't want to waste a lot of time and money going everywhere else and going from failure to failure to failure when we could do what we should do in the first place. We should go to Him. Bring it to Him. Ask of Him. Fifteenth chapter, in verse 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, there's, there is this in here where it's telling you, if you abide in me, if you're hanging in there, if you're dwelling, if you're rooted and grounded and settled, you're not fly by night here, you're not hit and miss, you're not playing hokey pokey with God, in and out, in and out, in and out type stuff. No, no, no. But then that's why he's saying, that's why he's trusting that you could ask what you will because he feels he's communicating to you a maturity that you would have in him that you would not be asking amiss and consuming something on your own selfish lust but that you would be asking in the spirit. You would be asking in the will and the mind of the spirit that you would be asking something that comes into alignment that you know him well enough to what you're asking for is something that he will answer. Okay? All right. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Everybody said, Hallelujah. Verse 16 of the same chapter, You have not chosen me. I like that because everybody told me, I accept the Christ my person. You have not chosen me, he said. <laughs> he said, I do the choosing. I'm in control. He said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. It should abide. Okay? You get into church, you get an experience when the Holy Ghost comes in your life, it's there to abide. It's there to stay. It's there to dwell in your heart. And so, he said that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father or of the Spirit in my name, he may give it you. He may give it you. You're not going to ask in any other name and get anywhere any other title, and get anywhere. You're going to center your asking and build it around the name of Jesus Christ. And that's how you're going to get your answer. And everybody said hallelujah. 16th chapter of John here. and verse 19, Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them. He said it unto them because they didn't ask him. But he knew they wanted to ask. He could just see it in their body language as well as discern their spirit. <laughs> and he said, Do you inquire among yourselves? I guess they had a little huddle going on. Huddle up, men! They got all their hairs together, put their arms over each other's shoulder, and begin to talk. <coughs> Look up. <coughs> Look up. <coughs> Look up. <coughs> it didn't take a whole lot of discernment, Jesus said. I believe you guys want to ask me something. He said, do you inquire among yourselves of that I said? You know, has this become a conversation piece around the dinner table? You didn't quite get my sermon? He said, a little while and you shall not see me. And again, a little while and you shall see me. And, you know, that was like a a very difficult mathematical equation. And uh, they were really just going around about that one until one young man said, I, stop, he said, my head hurts. You know, just got to that place. He said, verily, verily, Jesus said, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament. Everybody said, praise the Lord. But the world shall rejoice, and you shall be sorrowful. But he said, your sorrow shall be turned into joy. And he gives them an example. But let me drop and stay with subject matter. And in that day, verse 23, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Truly, truly, I say unto you, whatsoever shall ask the Spirit in my name, he will give it you. He's trying to tell you something. I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be so close in your situation, you're not even going to be able to get it out of your mouth. But what answer is already going to be on the way. I'm going to know what you have need of. But you better purse your lips. You better be forming the asking. Okay? Be in communication he said hitherto for hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name he said ask there is a direct commandment he said ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full don't cheat yourself don't shortchange yourself okay the old adage don't cut off your nose to spite your face you know you just go ahead and be sure You ask Him because you want to have a full case of joy. You don't want to be having a light little case of this thing. You want to be filled with joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And He's talking about a trying time here. And He's trying to encourage you to ask Him, to talk to Him, to get His help, to get His answer, and to bring strength into your life in these trying times. Especially, here we are in our trying times. Okay? And everybody said, praise the Lord. So he's saying up to this point, now you haven't asked in my name. It's time to start asking in my name. It's time to start praying and asking for things in my name. Verse 26 of this same chapter. At that day you shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Spirit for you. For the Spirit Himself loveth you. He's Talking about this flesh, going to be gone. going to be glorified and ascended up. He said, but the, He makes it clear, the Spirit loveth you. The Father, in other words, loveth you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God or from the Spirit. That's how this flesh got here. You know, that's how it, the Lamb came into being, because the Spirit spoke the word over Mary, And she produced that babe, that flesh, that child, that son, that only begotten son. And that's all talking about the flesh. And Everybody said hallelujah. The revelation of one God is wrapped up in spirit and flesh. And everybody said hallelujah. Everybody said praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to close now. 1 John 3 and 22 in closing. He said, and whatsoever we ask, John teaching this, John who is so close to the Lord, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Developing how to please God. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Now, guys that sit on the second row have my permission to smack guys in the back of the head that sit on the front row who aren't behaving. Thank you. Them a holy smack. It did say greet one another with a holy kiss. Sometimes you got to give them a holy smack. You've never heard the word smack? That kind of goes with the word kiss. Just depends on the definition there. Okay. All right. Now, when you get word is when it escalates up to crack. You know, when we crack you, it gets a little rougher than smack you. Definitely rougher than getting a kiss. Everybody said hallelujah. Everybody said praise the Lord. So, whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. You stick around the church, you get rooted and grounded and settled and you will learn how to talk to God. You will learn how to ask Him and get an answer from Him. It will be asked and it will be answered. And that's what we like. You know in a courtroom, they like to use that and say asked and answered, meaning that the person shouldn't be asking again. But that's not the case in the church. You keep right on asking and He'll keep right on answering and He's going to come through for you. Amen. And and you want to be believing in the midst of that. You don't want to ask him distractedly. You don't want to ask him in an unbelieving manner, in a doubting manner. But you want to come boldly. That doesn't mean audaciously with a hard face and a smart attitude. That's talking about you coming in full confidence. You know God can do anything. I don't don't instruct God how to do it. I'm just asking him to do it. (laughs) Don't matter me no how, how you do it, Lord. Just do it. Do it, Lord. Do it as only you can do it. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. And everybody said hallelujah. I'm looking at a request for prayer for somebody that has cancer. How many cancers have we known of and experienced them being healed? We know God heals cancer. We know he knows how to get those old spirits of infirmity off and out of people. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. 1 John 5 and 14 he said and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask you gotta ask if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. not that wonderful? Amen. And everybody said hallelujah. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. And if any man see his brother Sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. Prayer, effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. The Bible said availeth much. You can go in the prayer room and have yourself a great big old time, and that's a good thing to do. You can get good and stirred up, and feel all renewed, and that's all good. But you just remember, in all the midst of that, somewhere along the line, when there are things bombarding your life and many needs all surrounding you, I, I forgot what happened the other day. <clears throat> but somebody said something, and I told. Said, I said, "Oh, oh, it's got their attention now because it's touching them. <laughs> it got a hold of their vested interests now." And I said, then suddenly they're all, whoo, you know. Well, you know, we want to let people's problems and needs touch us. He is a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of infirmities, weaknesses, problems, afflictions, lost cases. We want it to touch us. We want to intercede for people. We want to pray for people. Everybody said amen. And we want to pray because... We know that we have our petitions. We've got them. We have confidence in him. And we're going to ask. We're going to ask. I have told God that I was sorry to ask him for so many things. But I said, who else am I going to go to, Lord? (laughs) Where am I going to go? Now, what the disciples said, you have the words of eternal life. Where are we going to go? (laughs) Where are we going to go? So So the answer is we're going to go to him. We're going to ask him. And he's going to answer. And I'm so glad it's that way. Let's take a moment and lift our hearts with our hands. You know, whatever request you might be thinking about right now, along with it, let us pray for Albert here that needs a healing of cancer. And our God can do that, and He's done it so many times. Oh, He's done it so many times. There is no doubt in our minds, oh Lord, You are the healer. And You are the one who answers our prayers that we ask. You about? Oh, I thank you, Lord. And I can call unto you. I can ask you. You will answer. You will show us great and mighty things that we do not know. I praise you, Lord. I want to have confidence that even now, that we can ask you, and you will hear and answer us, oh Lord. I praise the your God. I want this city and the surrounding area to have confidence. And they know that if we ask God, he will answer. He will hear and he will answer. Because we're going to ask in his name. We're baptized in his name. We have his name on our lives, in our foreheads, if you please. We have the mark of Jesus Christ. And we're not good beasts. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship him here. Trust in the Lord, oh, trust in Him. with all thine heart.
1: And Put your
0: heart into it, all of your heart. I Come on, Lord. Now love and praise it. you. In all, thy ways, all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. understanding but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path Whoa, okay. trust, in the Lord trust in the Lord with all thy heart yeah. and lead not boy. to I thy soul understanding And He shall direct my path.